Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Barbacoa Big Red Basketball. I'm John, and with me today we have another new guest coming. What's up guys, it's Hector. <laughs> coming all the way from Del Rio, Texas, border of Mexico, <laughs> location of the Julio's Chips Factory. We have. Oh yeah, <laughs> and number two, there's two of them here. Wait, there's two now? Oh, oh. There's always been two. Oh, okay. There's I'm, one on Second Street, but it's not really working. Uh, r- right. I, re- I thought you meant two of the restaurants. <laughs> oh, no. One's just a factory. Okay. But that's inside information. You don't need to worry about that. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, we got Hector Sandoval on the line. Uh, Hector, longtime Spurs fan. Uh, we get <laughs> We get into some pretty heavy debates whenever I visit in Del Rio about... <laughs> what's going on with the sometimes i forget you're a fan (laughs) yeah typically i I don't think you are sometimes (laughs) typically sometimes hector is the homer and i'm the skeptic but i mean there hasn't Mm -hmm. been a whole lot to be skeptical about with this season so far spurs 4-0 no not at all spurs haven't been missing a beat without Kawhi leonard this has been yeah it's it's something i mean they're playing really beautiful ball it's bought a week that I haven't I mean the Spurs play like this this is their their style right this is what they're known for but it was kind of something that I had been missing you know what I mean like and I get it it's early in the season it's only a four game uh, sample that we're getting but yeah I mean LaMarcus is averaging what 20 something 31 points he had yeah he had 31 last night right Let's see. Oh, no, sorry. Sorry, yeah, he had 31 last night. He's averaging 26. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's been pretty bizarre. I expected this to be the year that, especially with Kawhi out and a lot of uh, pieces that looked awkward from the summer. I mean, it, yeah. and then they're, they're, they're doing the same thing. <laughs> they're keeping it steady. That, that the super stereotypical sports next man up mentality thing that people talk about the Spurs live that to a T it it's a dream it's a dream and pop is the sandman <laughs> the sandman he's, he's making it happen dude he's making it happen <laughs> he's putting everybody else to sleep everybody sleeps on the Spurs it feels like for the past 20 years since I've actually been in knowledge of one since I've been knowing about the game of basketball I've been a fan yeah of and it feels like we're just you know, dust it under the rug every year until playoff time comes around. And everybody's like, "Oh crap, there they are." Yeah, I mean, I I was this was the first year that I thought people may have a point. Like, I mean, you Kawhi's hurt, Tony Parker's hurt, Lamarcus Aldridge was very disgruntled over the summer. They it didn't seem like that much was going on. Their biggest signing was Rudy Gay, who no one knew if he was going to be any good coming off of a torn Achilles. They didn't really make that mm-hmm. many big changes beyond that. It felt like th- this summer, just like once all the moves, once they made all their moves, it felt like this year was just like a stopgap year. Like they kind of mailed it in without mailing it in, and it was just like, okay, this is just going to be, this is just going to be a filler year, and then we'll figure something out next summer. But I mean, it doesn't appear to be the case at all. I mean, and that's what we thought, right? Our our best guess was, okay, well. They're going to just roll with where we're going, and they're either going to trade LaMarcus or get rid of his salary next summer, and then we're going to make a move. Right? That's, I remember having that conversation. Yeah, yeah. so just to 
clarify to people listening. Uh, last time I was in Del Rio was in August, and we hung out a few times and talked about what the Spurs are going to be doing this summer, next year with LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, I was saying that LaMarcus was just going to play out this year and then leave. Hector was saying that he was going to be traded midseason. And yeah, we I thought both, he was a goner for sure. We were both very wrong. <laughs> then oh, yeah. we say that, and then Lamarcus Aldridge signs a three-year extension. What what was that like a couple weeks ago? He signed a three-year extension. What did you? Yeah. What what were you first thinking whenever the, that news broke? I didn't know what to think. I the last time, and I'll tell I tell everybody this whenever the Spurs make a questionable move. The last time I questioned Coach Popovich was when we traded George Hill for a 15th pick and some bum kid out of San Diego State. <laughs> I was pissed. Um, so rather than to question what the hell does he think he's doing, I, I just literally sat back and tried to figure everything out. And I couldn't. I'm still, I still really don't know. What they're doing with this contract? What do you, it was like three years, seventy something. Yeah, three years, seventy-two million, and the third year is a partial guarantee. So he's not fully guaranteed that seventy-two million. He's he's definitely making it the first and the second year, and then the third year it's only guaranteed seven. Yeah. See. So I mean, but still, that's a. I don't. I don't know. It's a raise that he, in my eyes, and I think a lot of Spurs fans' eyes, he hasn't really earned. No. No, I mean, I didn't think so. I mean, I was that through. Well, you posted a picture. You were about to burn his jersey last year. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm never going to burn my own clothing. That's fucking dumb. But I <laughs> joke about burning a shirt that I have of his because he was playing pretty garbage in the playoffs last year. And then it. Um, I mentioned it on the podcast that we did specifically about the extension, but... I mean, I was pretty caught off guard by how escalating things appeared to be better because over the summer, they were clearly fielding uh, negotiations for LaMarcus. And then one yeah. week, there's a story about how he met up with Pop and how they're kind of going to readjust their strategy to include him more in a way that he feels comfortable and then, like, a week later, the extension news comes out, and I'm like, holy shit, they they really, they, I don't know. Yeah, they, they have said, and something apparently was wrong. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, Popovich came out and said that he didn't think that he was coaching LaMarcus the right way, and to a certain, to a certain yeah. degree, I agree with him. I feel like, I mean, there is blame to go all around, but it's just really nice that they put that all out there to put it all on the table and figured out the best way to move things forward. And apparently it was good enough to not just uh, approach the season on a good note, but to sign an extension. That's wild. Yeah. And then, so signing an extension, I think the the most sense that I tried to make out of it was, well, they're, they're doing this because, no other team is going to want him if he only has a season left on his contract. So they're going to extend him so that they can trade him. That was the sense that I was trying to make. And then he comes out guns blazing. Yeah. And he's double doubling left and right. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I still don't rule out him being traded at some point in the duration of this contract, but 
I mean, seriously, like he, let's see, I pulled up some stats here. Last year, he averaged 14 shots a game, and now he's at 20. Uh, he's, he's shooting one and a half threes on average a game, which is the same clip that he shot them with in his last year in Portland. He's, a, he's mm-hmm. attempting the most free throw attempts of his career. He's shooting the best from the free throw line at 88%. And, I mean, I know it's a super small sample size, but so far he's averaging 26 points a game, and that's the highest he's ever averaged. Yeah, I think his his last highest was that last year in Portland. Yeah, it was like 23 or something. I mean, I, I, I highly, I highly yeah. doubt this 26 will keep up, especially when Kawhi comes back. But, I mean, oh, yeah, I mean absolutely. This, is, this is a – I mean, I don't think we could have asked for a better start. I mean, he's out there – not only is he, like, putting up better stats, but it, it's obvious that he's more comfortable. He's take, he, he just seems so much more confident in his shots. He's It, it looks like he's getting along with people better. He's straight up flexing on people. Did you see that Raptors game where he got into it with Ibaka? Yeah, with Ibaka, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty funny. I mean, Ibaka was being pretty rough there. I thought he was out of line and then I like I just it, it was it was kind of cool to see like obviously you don't want anyone to get in a fight with each other, but it was cool to see like after the scrum like him him yeah. like uh like hashing it out with DeJounte and pop and stuff like you can yeah yeah, like yeah. It, it was like a sense of unity i guess in that moment and it was absolutely and you need that sometimes right you need that that flame like that just to light and we're not the spurs aren't aren't that organization we're not the bad boy pistons we're not even the grind gritty uh grizzlies yeah. but to see something out of character like that that can that can fire you up yeah yeah I mean, occasionally, it's kind of like the equivalent of like those two games that Pop always gets himself ejected out of every year to just yeah exactly light a fire under people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, my worry right now is, I, he, okay, so Lamarcus had one, maybe two, really good games in the playoffs last year, yeah. and the one main one came when Kawhi was sitting. Uh huh. So, I mean, is this, yes, it's a great start, but when Kawhi comes back, if he doesn't get 20 and 10, is he going to be disgruntled again? Is he going to be upset and easily demand a trade or or want some more shine? Because he was a star in Portland. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's pretty much the only question left. I mean, he is playing extremely well. He's making it obvious that he can, he can still be the primary leader of a team. And at this point, it's just a matter of coexisting with Kawhi because, I mean, he I, he acknowledges that Kawhi is the best player on the team, and it's his team. He's the leader. And it's, um, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know how much of a hit uh, his game is going gonna, is gonna to take whenever Kawhi comes back how much is he really going to have to sacrifice and I, I don't know I still I, I want to see it in in action because I think I mean his stats are for sure going to go down like when you have to share with Kawhi right. like they're going to go down and I, I'm, I'm still optimistic about it because I think that it's a lot more about I mean he he's he, I mean he's he wasn't happy that his stats has his stats have gone down considerably since he came to San Antonio but I think the thing that got to him most was that he still didn't feel like a good fit here and I think if they 
uh, continue playing to his style and add Kawhi, like, as long as he, I mean, like, he knows he's not going to get as many touches when Kawhi comes back, but if he's still getting the touches that he's more comfortable getting compared to these past couple of years, I, I don't think it's going to be that much of a problem. I mean, yeah, dude, one can only hope that he stays positive-minded and he's he doesn't go towards that superstar mentality that we know is not the San Antonio way. Uh, we excel when we when we move the ball. We excel when when we excel as a team, not as any one person. Uh, at least not any one person's averaging over thirty points per game. That's not the way we do this. Uh, but my thing, aside from Lamarcus, really, who who I have been feeling like is is uh, gonna either make us or break us ever since Tony went down last year is. Uh, Dejounte, you know how how big I was on the kid last year, and I feel like if if he can be a stellar, well, he doesn't even have to be a superstar. He doesn't have to be Steph, Russ, Kyrie. He doesn't have to be that. He has to be able to uh, be a floor general, just find the open the open man, find Kawhi, find Lamarcus, get the passes that Manu can can be a magician and throw between people's legs. Um, pick that stuff up and the main thing i think is don't be afraid to go toe-to-toe with steph with Kyrie, with isaiah with russ and up to now he hasn't shown any kind of fear he's gone toe-to-toe with everybody yeah not at all that guy is not afraid to take on any challenge i mean he while he showed up whenever Kawhi went out in the Rocket series last year. Him, he, him, and Jonathan Simmons filled in so well in the series yeah. last year, and he's picked up right where he uh, left off. I mean, he has been really, really good so far this year. Um, he reminds me a lot of. I think, I think he's pretty much just a taller and longer version of Tony Parker. Because he yeah. he's super fast, he makes his living getting into the paint, uh, getting to the rim, throwing up floaters. Uh, his jumper needs work, just like Tony Parker's does. Yeah. But uh, I mean, not only that, but he's he's a really really good defender. He's feisty on defense. He's yeah, yeah. He and he's lengthy. He's he he has that. He's got the Tony Parker position and the. Uh, that well, hopefully he's gonna end up having all the finesse and the shot. Yeah, um, and the length of Kawhi. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's, he's super long. And like right, and like right now, he's he's just he's just wild. He's just letting it all hang out. And in the coming years, it's gonna be about tightening up his game and like exactly. developing more of a finesse game, like you said. And um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if we can have, if somebody would tell me, hey, I'll give you another ten years of mid 20s tony parker early 20s tony parker i'm like dude give me another five rings while you're at it (laughs) that's where we're going yeah yeah i mean that's exactly who he reminds me of like he he shows i mean i don't think his stats are gonna get i think these stats are pretty much on par with what he's gonna average over the year but and like those numbers may not pop out but there's clearly a sign that they're on to something like like he he's good he has potential um let's see here uh oh let me see i brought this up i thought this would be a fun stat question to ask you 
He's averaging 10 yeah. points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, and a steal per game. Who are the only other okay. guards? Who are the only other guards to put up those numbers within their first five years in the league? Uh, how many are there? There, there, there are a total of five. Well, there's, there's four, there's four, and then one is kind of like a trick answer. But there are four guards for sure, and then one trick answer of people who have averaged 10 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, and 1 steal within their first five years in the league. It's How long has uh, Giannis been in the league? Uh, like like four years, I think. Okay, I was thinking that he was the trick answer because that guy plays all over the court. Uh, 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 no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would, I would obviously say Tony is one of them. No, no, it's not Tony. Mm-hmm. This is this is a fairly broad question. Okay, it's uh yeah, I don't I don't know how to g- Are they are they mo- are like uh and they are they recent players? No. 3 of them have been retired for a long time and the other two are in the league right now. Okay, if it's anybody before the 90s, that disqualifies me from it because I'm not going to know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I know the greats, but I don't follow those stats. Yeah. Uh, is is uh, Stockton one? No. Really? Yeah. Ten. Yeah. Keep in mind. And ten, there's only ten, ten points, eight rebounds, four assists, and a steal. But they're guards. Yeah. Eight rebounds. Heck, I don't know, yeah, man. That's, that's, is Russ one? No. Let's see. Wow. It, 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 those stat, that stat line within their first five years. Try, try to guess the two that are currently playing. One is a guard. John Wall. One is a guard, and one is the other trick answer. John Wall is not one of them. Are they in the West or the East? Give me something. Uh, one and one. Oh, okay. Lillard. No. Damn it! Really. <laughs> Okay, here's something else. They're both rookies. They're rookies right now? Wow, okay. Uh, Is it? No. Wait, but you said in their first five years. Yeah, yeah, as a rookie. That would be the first, yeah, in in the first five years in the league. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking for their first five years. Oh, no, just Um, at some point in the first five years in the league. Simmons. Yeah, Simmons is one. Okay. Um, And... Uh, what is his name? Well, Simmons is in the East, and so now he's gonna be a rookie in the West. Oh, Fox. No, it's Lonzo. Wow. <laughs> okay. And do, do, do you want to take any stab at the three retired players who averaged that at some point in their first five years? Steve Nash. No. Allen Iverson. No. Magic. Yes. Okay, Magic. Tim? No. Oh, but he's not a guard. Oh, crap, I don't know. Michael Jordan and Fat Lever. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, those the the veteran company is really good company to be. Yeah, in. right. Yeah. We the 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 jury's still out on Lonzo. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> I yeah, I was I uh I I don't know if you heard to the if you heard the previous episode, but yeah, like I I love Lonzo, but I I hate like the conversation around Lonzo. I think he's a re- yes. I think he's a really really good player, but I'm just tired of talking about him. 
Yes. See, I want him to be good. I want... I, I'm not a Lakers fan by any means, but I feel like when the Lakers are good at basketball, it's good for the NBA. Yeah. The ratings are shoot up. It's just like when the Cowboys are good. And then the Lakers-Spurs was a great rivalry. It's always been really good. Yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind spanking them up and down the court a little more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we, we love you, Alonzo, but fuck your dad. <laughs> yes, uh. dude, yes. Tell him to go home. Go take care of your other two little brothers. Yeah, okay, okay. No, enough, Alon- that's already enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's not do okay, that. So, Get out okay, of what do you think happens whenever Tony Parker comes back? Ooh, that's a Okay, uh it depends. Is he if he comes back in any kind of limited amount as in he's still limited in practice and stuff, I think he starts seeing his first uh bench games. I mean where, he, he's, where he's coming off the bench. I mean he might um uh, he might be cleared like sometime next month. Uh, Pop says Pop says December. What? I thought it was not till January or December. No, Pop says December, but the news came out this week that he's soon going to be cleared to play five-on-five, and he's training with the Austin Spurs during their training camp. I did see that. In the G League, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's crazy. Um, I mean, if he's already playing, if if he, if when he gets to the point of playing five on five, I mean, at that point, I guess it's just like reps and then he'll be good to go. Yeah. But I mean, it has to happen sooner or later, doesn't it? Like he's got to have to start sitting sooner or later. Yeah. Yeah. He will. And are you going to take the ball out of the hot hand? No, fuck no. That's exactly what happened when I I love that was exactly when Tony Parker uh, that's exactly what happened when Tony Parker came into the league. Our starting point guard was Antonio Daniels. And then, like, I think it was, like, two games in or six games in, Tony Parker already showed up. And Pop was like, okay, Tony Parker's a starter now. And yeah, that's, exactly. That's been the story And nobody's since. saying he's not a legend. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. But, yeah. you know, your time comes. Yeah. And I, I feel like he would be better right now. Especially if DeJounte keeps doing well, besides that last game, which was terrible. Yeah, but which is a really weird If he weird keeps doing game. well, then just coach him. Show him. You know, he's your successor. You want your team to succeed. You want him to be better. And you're obviously not going to sit the entire time. You're still Tony Parker. Yeah. And when you're on, you're on. Nobody can deny that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, mean... But yeah, I, mean, I feel he, like... He has to know, too, right? Like, he's, what, 35... He's coming off mm-hmm. a torn uh, quad, like that. Yeah. That's that's not at all a good sign. And especially like he's thirty five, is nursing a torn quad, and then you have the successor to your position already seeming ready to handle more responsibility. Like the writing is on the wall, and I mean he yeah. has to know that. I mean it's, I mean it's just like. I mean, Mono, I mean, Mono Ginobili just like slowly regressed, and Ton- and Tim Duncan like slowly handed off responsibility to Lamarcus Aldridge, and I mean, he yeah. and Kawhi. So, I mean, it's just it's it's just a matter of time, and yeah, it's probably going to be this year. Yeah, but what makes me think that he's not going to do that is, and I love Tony. I know a lot of people have been wanting to trade him for a few years now. Yeah. 
I wouldn't trade him. I'm just more, I guess, sensitive about the loyalty of it. I love him, but dude, you can't take a pay cut. <laughs> You're making fifteen million dollars a year. Yeah, Are you really think that you should be making that right now when Manu is only making two point five? I mean, and Timmy made two for forever. Yeah, I mean, this is his last year, so he's for sure not gonna resign at that amount. It's gonna be. He he's definitely taking less if he comes back next year if he even is good enough to play next year. So, um, dude, imagine. I mean, I think the only thing that's gonna hold him back from playing is if he gets injured again. Knock on wood. I hope it doesn't happen. But if he does, I think that's the only thing that'll force him out. Yeah. Or yeah. He's French, dude. He's hard headed. <laughs> he thinks that, he thinks that they're still the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So so then so what, what do you foresee happening at point guard? I mean, once he comes back, I mean, Dejounte is clearly ready for some responsibility, and we already have Patty. And then once yes. once Tony comes back, so what what happens then? You have three point guards who are going to want to play. So what 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 do you do? So we're assuming um, Derek gets sent down to the D League, right? Yeah, I mean that guy. Instantly. I'm not even taking Derek White into account because he hasn't even played yet. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I think. I mean, I, I think the logical thing would be to shop Patty Mills. I love him, but he's got some value right now. I think that'd be the logical thing, but I think they may just, you know, try and move him over a little to to the two. To shooting guard, he's. I mean, he can be good in shooting guard. But do you? I mean, that's kind of the weird thing too, because at the two, we already have Danny Green and Manu Ginobili, and uh, I mean, I'm not claiming him to be a, like the next great Spurs steal or whatever. But Brandon Paul has looked pretty good too, with like warranting. Ah, there it is. <laughs> I was wondering when that was gonna come. I mean, I mean, I mean, the the guy has like it's clearly an NBA player. Like he is just waiting for his opportunity. Like he, like his story is just gonna be like Jonathan Simmons is. Like he came out of nowhere and he slowly built himself up and became a rotational player. I mean, it's the same thing that's gonna happen. I don't know how good he'll be, but I think he's good enough to be an NBA rotation player. Yeah, I mean, but are you getting rid of Patty Mills for him? I mean, not for him, but it depends on what the market is for Patty. I mean, if 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 you find a good enough deal, then I don't see why not. But um, so let's say they trade him to Philadelphia for a a pick, a second round pick. Uh, I'd like to get some more value out of that. Yeah, um, me too. That's. Yeah, that's hard because I mean a sixth or second round pick is still pretty valuable. It's probably going to be around like thirty five or forty or something, which if you draft yeah, yeah. right can be a pretty good pick. And um, yeah, I mean I don't know. I th- think it, that's what they're going to do. They're going to shop them. I think that's a logical thing. I mean that also depends um, on what they're aiming to do next summer because if they want to sign a big free agent, then they're going to have to start clearing salary, and the easy way to do that is to offload Patty. Well, and but he just signed last summer, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he's ineligible. Yeah, he's on a brand new deal. Yeah, he's ineligible to be traded until January, and he's making like 
twelve and a half million a year, I think. He signed like a four year fifty million dollar deal, I think. Shit. So, yeah, so uh Wow. Good for him. <laughs> wow. But uh, <laughs> but uh yeah, so I mean I mean I don't know. There's countless teams that could use him as a point guard, but I don't wanna see him go. It's tough. I don't wanna see him go. I don't want to see Tony have to come off the bench, but I really want DeJounte to get his reps. Yeah, and I mean, the only thing really that I could see the Spurs suffering at that point is that that takes away some some needed three-point shooting because DeJounte and Tony cannot shoot. Patty is yeah. by far and away the best shooter yeah, out that's of that true. bunch. So that worries me. That, but yeah. uh, I mean, You're right about that. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe... I mean, it depends on how ready the other players are. Like, if they trade Patty, maybe that means, I don't know, maybe they would do that if they think Bryn Forbes is ready to take a few minutes. Like, I, Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I, he lit up the, mind you, it was the D-League and the preseason and stuff. He was lighting it up, but. Yeah, he's really good. I, I still don't think. Opportunity. See, I don't think, I don't know. I still don't think he's ready for for the big game. Yeah, I mean, maybe not. But it, I mean, it's just hard to tell because, like, I mean, he's already behind so many people. He like really needs to stand out. To yeah, exactly. He's got to do something monumental to get on the court. Yeah, um, yeah. And so. I mean, I wouldn't risk it right now because we're going for eighty-two and zero. So I'll just <laughs> sit back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, let's see. What else? What have you? What? What what are your thoughts right now on the stuff going on with Kawhi? They're basically not saying anything at all. Okay, here's my theory. Okay, you can put on the the uh, what is his name? Michael. You can put on the Michael Moore conspiracy music behind <laughs> him. <right now. laughs> uh-huh. Here's my theory. I think Kawhi Leonard is not as hurt as he seems. I think he's honestly I think he's good to go. I don't see a sprained ankle, twisted ankle keeping you out of formal play for that long. What I think is happening is that was it an ankle? I thought it was a quad injury. Oh, okay. Well, that that makes it different. But I still don't think he should be out this long. It's been already what I mean, I, Five I don't even know. What, Six months, I don't know months? when it began, but it's been like at least a month. He didn't play preseason. He hasn't played in the season yet. So that's, that's oh. like a month. Oh, okay. I thought they were still doing the, the injury from Zaza. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, this is another thing that came up over the summer. Okay. Even still, I still don't think he's that, that injured. I think what's going on is that Pop is... In a in a sense, trying to get Lamarcus's spirits up and get his oomph. He knows that he can excel when he's the star on the floor. He knows that he can do that. Um, Lamarcus may have forgotten that from not getting so much shine. And on top of that, I think Tony also being off the court because Patty could have started. Patty knows the system ten times better than Dejounte. But yeah, whereas the strategy is there. I mean. Let this kid get in there. You know this big man is going to excel. He's going to help him out. And you're going to build both of their confidences 
in the in the process. And you have a relatively easy schedule to begin the season. Get them a few wins, get their wheels going, and and then bring everybody in. Yeah, and I mean that that I mean I could definitely see that being the reality because like I I was thinking it was going to be another thing that I brought up that. Um, depending on how much time Kawhi misses, like how long can they keep going playing as well as they are? And then I looked up mm -hmm. all of their games for the next month, and it's not yep. that hard of a schedule at all. Like I'm just, nope. I'm just gonna list them all. Like, um, he may be back sooner than this, but uh, I just wrote down all the games over the next month, and it's. Uh, was it? There's like around 15 games. It's at Magic, at Pacers, at Celtics, and then Warriors, Hornets, Suns, Clippers, Bucks, Bulls at home, at Mavs, at Wolves, uh, home versus the Thunder and Hawks, and then at the Pelicans and at the Hornets. That's not a hard schedule. No, I see maybe three games that we should have real trouble with. Yeah, and not should, but that we might have real trouble with. Yeah. The good thing about the one little stretch is that we get the Celtics and Kyrie Irving right before we have to play the Warriors for the first time this year. Yeah, yeah. So, so he he he'll get he'll get the the point guard play or he'll get the Dejounte will I mean he'll get the experience with Kyrie and then he'll go with a uh, uh I guess less aggressive less penetrating Steph Curry. Are you saying <coughs> Are you saying that? DeJounte, yes, write that down. Are you saying that DeJounte can't get that same experience facing Alfred Payton and Darren Collison from the Pacers? Are you saying that? No, no, no. Um, I'm not saying... Well, no, I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking. Who and who? Because, <laughs> come on. it's it, when the, Are we playing the Celtics in Boston? Yeah. Okay. You have the Garden going crazy. I guess not the Garden, but TD Garden. Um, Kyrie is on a mission to show that he deserves his own team. He's going to be playing really mean ball. I think that's a completely different story than playing Peyton or Collison. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind yeah. of think so I kind of back see up that, then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of seeing that, uh, like it it could be a negative for how much Kyrie wants to carry Boston now because. They're already like a very new team that they still have to build chemistry, and that like instantly got ruined the moment Hayward went down. And so now uh, the mentality yeah. is that Kyrie Irving has to carry the team, and so it it immediately goes from using this year to gel together and figure out everyone's fit to just Kyrie taking charge and everyone else following mm -hmm. behind him i don't know if that's a good idea like i mean they have they kind of have to do that but i i don't know how good of a plan that is yeah they're boned i don't <laughs> <laughs> i mean it sucks dude i was i was excited to see Kyrie and and hayward on on a team together i was really excited for hayward um he was on a good team that was never really good enough. Yeah. But he was able to show how great he was. Yeah. And he got a he got an opportunity in a very weak Eastern Conference where he had he knew he was going to be in the Eastern Conference finals mm -hmm. with a guy who's a seasoned vet in that situation and what not 5 minutes into the league. God, yeah, I felt that, so bad. 
I know, I know. That was really awful, really tragic, and just brutal, that injury. Speaking of people who went season-ending injuries, Rudy Gay last year went through a season-ending injury, and now he looks a whole lot better. Oh, yeah, dude. Rudy Gay, (laughs) love him. (laughs) Man, like, he... (laughs) I this is another area where I thought that it was gonna take time, but Rudy Gay already looks like a yeah. good fit. Like he, um, what is the second? He's clearly the scoring punch off the bench that the team needed. He's he's a, he's he's coming off the bench and he's the second leading scorer. And yeah, he had twenty two points. I, I was reading. I didn't watch that whole game. I was reading that he had eight shot attempts. Yeah, he's making- twenty two points. Yeah, he's making his living like at the at the free throw line. Like he yeah. is playing a lot like the way that he played prior to the injury. I mean, I I was I was a bit worried because he's had a history of like being toxic. I mean, not necessarily like as like a black hole on a team, but there was a trend that every time he left a team, that team got better. And I was wondering yeah. if, if, if it was, if it was like a, it was bad news that Rudy Gay was coming to the Spurs. And I mean, so far he's been awesome. He's shooting 58%. Yeah, he's flowing really well. 58%. He's, he's got the highest percentage on the team, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's just, it's, it's, I mean, this is just I, another thing that I'm speechless about. I'm just like, how do you come back from a torn Achilles? Looking like this, I mean, yeah. I was, I, I had a feeling that he was gonna turn out okay, but he's already looking like a really, really good fit on, on the Spurs. Like he, Absolutely. he, and especially whenever Kawhi comes back, when they go small ball, and it's gonna be Rudy Gay and power and Kawhi either uh, switching between power forward and small forward, that's gonna be really, really good. Did you? Did yeah? Did for you? Sure. So they're gonna, they're gonna run them at the two four. Or sorry, three, four. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, that only makes sense. I mean, did yeah. you see? Did you, did you see uh, the Miami game? Did you see the whole thing? No, I didn't watch the whole thing. There was a period where they went. And this is going to be another point that I was going to bring up: is that the Spurs apparently, uh, especially since uh, Joffrey Laverne uh, got injured, but last night they went ultra small ball like they are like going along with the league trends now like last last really? last night there was a period where this was their their lineup that they had out there patty manu brandon paul danny green and rudy gay rudy gay at center wow and that was the that was the stretch where they extended the lead they played Four and a half minutes. Oh, they went like a thirty-two and thirteen, right? Or yeah, they like played that? four and a half minutes, and they outscored them by ten. Like that, going ultra small Damn. ball like that. Like, how the hell does that even happen? Like, th- like I, I don't. That when, when was the last time you remember the Spurs going this small? Like, not never. Yeah, like they, they never <laughs> had. Uh, they like never ever played this way. Like it's it's crazy. And like imagine whenever yeah. Kawhi comes back and Kawhi is in place of Brandon Paul or Mono Ginobili. Like that's gonna be a nuts lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if they can stay playing consistently individually the way that they've been playing, that's scary. And I've never been a huge fan of the whole small ball movement. Like I'm I'm being a fan of this organization. I'm a very traditional traditional style of play you need the big man to win the games um but 
man, if they can switch over and then dominate at the new yeah. game, that's scary. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they kind of have to now. I mean, it's obvious, uh, like, early, during the reports that LaMarcus Aldridge was basically patching things up with Pop, he mentioned how he's more willing to play at center now. And it was clear that mm. by signing Rudy Gay that they were aiming more at small ball. They went into the season with their only true big men being LaMarcus Aldridge, Pogasol, and Joffrey Laverne. Like the, 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 Joffrey Laverne. Those yeah. guys are not getting extended run at both positions. Like that's just not going to be... I mean, it was, it's been pretty obvious that at the power forward spot, they're going to be playing more Rudy Gay or Kawhi or even Kyle Anderson or Davis Bertans. And mm. like it's... Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 so weird to see them embracing small ball like this, especially to such ex- such extremes like they did last night. Like it's yeah, Rudy Gay is center. He plays a natural three. <laughs> yeah. That's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, and I mean they gotta. Give and yeah, credit. I could see. I mean, if they're if they're good with that, imagine when they put when they insert Kawhi into that. Lineup. Yeah, yeah. Like I got I gotta give them credit. Like all the all the all the all the wing players, they're they're they've been doing a really good job with Kawhi out. I mean, Kyle Anderson is averaging yeah. like twelve points a game. Uh, Danny Green is, I think, the third leading scorer at like fourteen points a game or something. Uh, finally, uh, his his shooting has skyrocketed too. Last year, I think Danny Green shot like thirty nine percent, and I mean, I know that this may change because it's only four games in, but he's at uh let me see what is it it's like i think 47 yeah he's shooting 47 percent this year he's up from 30 he, wow. that was 38 last year he's up from 38 to 47 yeah we definitely need him to be that jump shooter yeah so <laughs> i'm so, and going back to to what happens when or is Kawhi that hurt that's another thing that i think i mean yeah it's going to build the confidence of like i said of LaMarcus and of DeJounte, but it's also going to build on Kawhi to where if he sees them excelling, doing well, playing good ball without him, he's going to have that pressure lifted off his shoulders to where I don't have to stretch myself so thin. I don't have to go out there and do this and do that and get the rebound and haul ass down court, which he really still has to play defense. That's how we play. And I know Pop wants him to take take the reins, Mm-hmm. Um, but he won't feel so pressured to where he's like, well, I got to do all this and I can't rest. Like, I can't stop. I can't slow down. You know what I mean? So he'll feel a little, I feel like he'll feel more comfortable on the court and a little more at ease. Yeah. Yeah. That does make sense. I mean, obviously I don't want Kawhi injured, but it's done wonders for everybody else. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, everyone else is having a much better year than I thought that they would. Like this is wild. And to add, I mean, it's it's only like I mean, it's pretty exciting to think about what is going to happen once Kawhi is there. Like it's yeah. it's going to it's going to be pretty wild. And uh, I think And you know that's what everybody else is thinking too. Yeah, yeah. And I think even Pop um uh, I mean, he hasn't he's been very uh, quiet about when Kawhi is going to come back, but uh, he was asked um, like uh, yesterday, I think, um, if Kawhi would be able to come back during the home stretch, which uh, that starts with the Warriors 
if if he would be available at all for that what is it a six game home stretch that starts with the Warriors and he he yeah. didn't say no. I mean, he said it was a possibility, so maybe he's coming back sooner than we thought. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, he's fine. <laughs> They're just trying to figure out a time to deploy him. <laughs> yeah, so anything else concerns you about the team? Any other, um, I, I don't know, like any questions or concerns or anything about how the, how the year's going to turn out or what? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to piece everything together as in, and you... I should have learned by now not to try and do that because Pop's always going to be smarter than me. <laughs> but I'm trying to figure out what, what the hell is going to happen in terms of what we've been talking about with the subs. I mean, with the possible trade candidates and whatnot. Um, but as far as concerns, no, man. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Yeah, man. It's been, I mean, this has been a pretty motivating start. Um, as if they yeah. have Orlando on Friday and they have Indiana Sunday, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess if anything, like I know that, I mean, it's still way too early to think about these things, but I guess like I, I was trying to think of who else may be like trade candidates at the deadline. And like the only people that I could come up with are Patty and either Kyle Anderson or Davis Bertans. I don't know what's going on with Davis Bertans, but he's out of the rotation completely. I don't think he's played yet. And uh no, he was in. He was in against the uh Bulls, I want to say. Hmm. Um but yeah, not much. I, yeah. I I think he's definitely uh number 1 candidate to be traded. They're probably going to get rid of him. Yeah, I mean yeah, which is, it was just so weird to me. Like, I don't understand why he's out because he was he showed good signs last year. Like, I I like him a lot. Like, a part of a part of me wonders if he really is out of the rotation. Because... The Lithuanian Steph Curry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what was it? He he actually injured himself at some point in uh, FIBA play over the summer, and he's been playing with a splint on his finger, and I think. Maybe that's a reason why they haven't played him as much. And um, I don't know, maybe it could just be that. Or I don't know, maybe Kyle Anderson is just that far ahead of him in the rotation. A part of me wonders if um, if their plan is to actually go after a free agent next summer, then they're probably going to have to package one of those guys to sweeten the Patty, Mill, the Patty Mills deal. Um, right. I don't yeah. think... I don't think Patty on his own is worth that contract that he has, but it, I think the deal becomes a lot easier to swallow if you attach Kyle Anderson or Davis Bertans to it. And um, yeah, yeah, I see that. I, I really don't want to get rid of Kyle though. I like Kyle Anderson. I um, I like him, but it's but just so weird slow. how like he's this is his fourth year, and I still can't tell if he's good or not. <laughs> like, he, yeah, he's the most <laughs> perplexing player. Uh, oh my god, that I've. But I mean, you have to give him a break. He played his first what year behind Tim Duncan, and then when Tim left, and in comes Lamarcus, and he, he I mean he never had a chance to get shine. And when he does get a chance, he's super slow. He's super slow, and he doesn't like doing anything with the ball. Like as soon as he'll <laughs> he, he'll he'll like he he can handle the ball he has a good he has a good dribble and he can get to the basket but then like he's always looking to pass it off to someone else he's like he's exactly like boris dio like when like 
like yeah. it, there was that one run where we at, where we won the title and Boris Dio actually shot his shot and the rest of the time yeah. like he did that thing where he was excessively passive and like wouldn't he would be wide open and he still wouldn't take shots and I'm like yeah. just fucking shoot it Boris and he, he yeah shoot the damn he ball wouldn't. and Kyle is doing the same thing and uh like I mean, I'll, I'll get okay. I'll, I'll, I'm, yeah, I may be going. There's, to, there's going to be somebody out there that that will see his value. I, and yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that's I, right. I may be going too strong at him because I mean, he is since he's been playing more, he has been scoring more too. And yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. A part of me wonders if like they don't see Kyle because he's going to be a free agent and he's already showing that he's improving from last year so i'm wondering too if maybe they would want to hold on to him but they just don't see him in the plans for the future especially since he's gonna need a new contract and they may just shop him while his value is this high and yeah i believe that i could see that yeah because especially especially if their plan is to is to clear salary then they're gonna have to ship off Patty Mills with Kyle Anderson or maybe even Gasol but I think Gasol at this point is maybe too important to the team at this point. Yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. That guy got signed to a ridiculous amount of money too. Yeah, I mean, I mean god damn it, like that the deal was supposed to be uh he opted out of that deal because the Spurs wanted to go after Chris Paul and then Chris Paul gets traded yeah. to Houston and I mean, it 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 was it was never confirmed, but what I am ninety nine percent sure happened was that the Spurs went to Gasol and said, "Hey, you, this is the deal that we're gonna give you. Once we need you to opt out, so we can have a chance at Chris Paul. So you opt out. This, oh yeah, this yeah. is gonna be the deal that we're gonna give you. We just need you to opt out, so we can work around the salary cap loophole of signing Chris Paul." And he was like, okay, fine. And they couldn't get Chris Paul, and they still had to sign him to that mm. deal they promised him. Yeah. Yeah, so. They should have just duped him. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. No, well, not at all. <laughs> we can't really give you that much. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been bad. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, what's he going to do? He's Nobody's going to pay him anymore. I mean, he's, he's old. I mean, no. He's not old for the earth, but he's old for the court. Yeah, I mean, no, but, I mean, <laughs> the Spurs' whole thing is like, trust and respectability and if you do pug a soul yeah, like that yeah. <laughs> that immediately makes them lose credibility this is one of the sweetest guys in the league why would you dupe him? that was exactly you know what that no. reminds me of that actually the lamarcus aldridge extension reminded me of was whenever they signed richard jefferson to that extension even though he clearly was not fitting well yeah the spurs. <laughs> and then he uh was it uh the spurs uh waived him under that uh what is it at the time there was something called the amnesty clause that allows you to waive a player and not take the salary cap hit and uh yeah yeah and so they did that to richard jefferson and they were like hey we're gonna waive you and uh and uh if you if you don't find (laughs) any other deal we'll take you back on this specific deal and that's exactly what happened Uh. and i was like what the hell why did you do that (laughs) And then later, and then later <laughs> on, we had to attach a first round pick to get rid of him. And then, yeah, to get him the fuck. Yeah, out. so I, that's that's the only thing that I'm worried about with the Lamarcus Aldridge deal is that if it becomes the Richard Jefferson deal all over again. So yeah, that'd be terrible. Yeah, yeah, but uh, well, I'm not. I, I don't think so. I think they're aiming to keep him. Um, 
I, I don't think we can lose in this situation. I know that it's a huge amount of money that we gave up, um, but it gives us more leeway if for some reason something happened, we did want to trade him. I don't think we can lose. Yeah. We He either excels and we win, or we trade him and we win. Yeah, yeah. I think at this point, I, f- I feel like this is no matter what, like even when his stats take a hit when Kawhi comes back, this is going to be his best year regardless as um, his best year as a spur. And so I think mm-hmm. that in itself will build up value. So I think either way, I mean, I could see why they would want to keep him. I mean, they signed him to the extension, so obviously they have in mind to keep him for a little bit longer. And if not, then he's on a reasonable deal now where another team may look at it and see that it's a fair contract to take him on. So Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that just about does it for me. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Um, no, I think I've covered everything that I've been wanting to get out. Thank you for giving me a platform so that people can hear my fandom. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, we got to do this again eventually. But uh, Oh, absolutely. It was a pleasure. All right, everybody. That does it for this episode of Barbacoa Big Red Basketball. He is Hector Sandoval. I'm John Lugo. <laughs> all right we'll see you no thanks for having me on man i'd love to be back uh as soon as you can have me i'm down let's do it all right awesome all right guys well uh we'll uh i'll be back in a few days with will to do an nba wide episode and um yeah so hector until we until we pot again yes sir see you later man have a good one guys